Today's episode of Necronomapod is brought to you by Beardology. There are a lot of imitators out there, but there's only one place I buy my beard oil. Beardology beard oil nourishes your skin and won't leave you with that greasy feel. With over 17 cents available in their extensive product line, I trust my beard to Beardology. You can find Beardology at beardology.co. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Beardology, discover the best way to avoid the shave. Have you ever lied on your resume, exaggerated a story, pretended to be cooler than you actually were? Today we'll talk about Bob Lazar, a man who claims to have earned a master's degree in physics from MIT. He also claims to have been recruited to work at a secret government facility in Nevada called S4, where he states he saw many unfamiliar things, including technology that was not developed on this planet. Is Bob Lazar telling the truth about his experiences? Is he full of shit? Either way, interviews he gave in later years led to the government finally acknowledging the existence of Area 51. Today, we'll tell that story. Also, we're going back to Art Bell. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you were planning to storm Area 51 this week, stick around. We'd like to talk you out of it. Because let's be honest, we need all the listeners we can get. This is Necronomapod. Hello, Art. Yes. Hi. Um, I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Well, look, let's begin by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Area 51. Yeah, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge. It'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. You can't spend a lot of time on the phone, so give us something quick. Okay, um, okay, what, what we're thinking of as, as aliens are, they're, uh, they're, they're extra-dimensional beings that This is going to be a fun show. I feel like Dave's already pretty pretty buzzed. A little bit. I'm getting there. A little bit. Ian's annoyed with both of us. It's going to be a good show. <laughs> That's the best show. All right, let's bring it back. Ian, I'm going to you first. All right. F. Mary Kill. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. <laughs> ben Affleck. Matt Damon. Oh, man. Intriguing. Yeah. I like to do... Like similar people yeah. when I do my F. Mary Kills because it makes it more difficult. Well, how does Justin Timberlake fit into that? Uh, good looking 40 some year old white oh, dude. Okay. Although that Affleck and, and Matt Damon both, are they in their 50s? I Affleck know. is about 50, I would think, right? Yeah. Either way. Um, I a, would. It's an impossible question. <laughs> I don't think it's impossible at all. You I want would... me to go for I'll go for if you want to think. No, I got it. I got okay, it. Okay, go. I would uh, kill Matt Damon. Okay. Fuck Justin Timberlake and Mary <laughs> Ben Affleck. Okay. I respect that. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. Right, so you don't agree with that. You want me to give you mine? Or do you want to think? Or do you want to go before me? These are tough for me. I much enjoyed your Pacino De Niro Hoffman <laughs> one. Oh, you mean so you mean it's tough because you can't do impressions of these guys. That's your problem. <laughs> there goes that pen. Yeah. Oops. This one's easy for me, though, because I mega loathe one of these individuals. Really? I Yes. I suspect you loathe Ben Affleck. I would I would kill Ben Affleck. I like how you look at both of us to see what our responses are going to be. <laughs> I would 
F Matt Damon and then I but I would do uh lines from rounders while I was effing him doggy style. <laughs> oh he wouldn't be effing you? I would do the John Malkovich uh <laughs> lines from rounders. And I would marry Justin uh Timberlake. Okay. So he could just sing to me, Dead and Gone, <laughs> Dead and Gone. I don't even know that song. <laughs> it's a TI song. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, go on, your turn. Um, so we're going to go, I think for the second time, we're going to have three completely different answers. I'm killing Ben Affleck because he's a waste of fucking life. I'm marrying Matt Damon because I just find him adorable. And I'm fucking Justin Timberlake. All right. All right. So there it is. Would I also get to fuck Jessica Beale all the time? No. Nope. She's married to nope. Justin, though? No. Oh. Of course not. I would have said that. Okay. All right. All right, Dave, we'll go to you first. <laughs> F. Mary Kill. Selma Hayek. Halle Berry. Jennifer Lopez. I got to look up who the first person is. Oh, my. That is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know people. I. Where do you see those bazonkas? Kill Selma Hayek. Oof. Bad start. F. Halle Berry and Mary Jennifer Lopez. Okay. You want me to go, Ian? Or do you yeah, want... you go. Right. I'm still trying to figure out who I'm this killing Halle is. Berry. I'm F. And Jennifer Lopez and I'm marrying Selma Hayek. I disagree 100%. Halle Berry's. A fine woman. And she's a hometown hero. She's a hometown hero, but she never really did it for me. Just in general. Like she's just always been okay. J Lo does it for me. So she's J-Lo a, she's is at the top smoking. for sure. J Lo is getting hotter with age. One hundred percent. And Selma Hayek doesn't age. You still searching over it? No, I yeah. What did you say yours was? I'm Kilney Halle Berry marrying Selma Hayek and F and J Lo. Yeah, that's what I would do. Nice. Wait, who are you guys marrying? Selma. Eh, she's a little rough looking these days, no? No. <laughs> you wouldn't rather look at J-Lo every day? I would. I think you guys are wrong so. on this one. <laughs> All right, tune in next week. We'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming out. <coughs> All right, so now that we broke the ice, we have a fun little story today. Going back to the yeah. aliens. We haven't really touched. Well, when was the last actual alien episode we did? Was Skinwalker considered alien? That was a little bit of everything. Kind of, mm, sort of. Kind of. Not really. Was it Gulf Breeze? Uh, it was either that or Travis Walton. Gulf Breeze, I think I Gulf think. Breeze was after that. Yeah, it's been a while. Who was the guy in Gulf Breeze, Mike? You get, get ready for your oncoming trivia show. Fuck. A wrong call, call in listener one. No, how? No, no. <laughs> What's not? Is it rapid fire? I thought we each get a question. You have a chance to steal. You didn't ring in. Clearly, you asked me. Clearly, you don't know the answer. <laughs> you said, all right, Mike. Golf breeze. Um, nope. I don't know who it is. Bob something. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I am too. When I, <laughs> when I think of golf breeze, I just think of that guy jumping through his bushes, shooting pew pew at the sky. I know. I'm drawing a blank and I'm the fucking alien guy over here. Hold on. We'll edit it in. It's been a long day. I can't remember his name either. I just remember on the top of his roof. The fuck is that guy's name? <laughs> It doesn't even say on the... Ed Walters. Yeah, the Ed Walters. God, how do we forget that? Look, just just dub this in. Ed Walters. <laughs> Who is Ed Walters? Um, so it's been a little while since we've done an Alien one. Yeah. But this is going to be a little mix. We're going to talk about the dude who kind of introduced the world to Area 51 yeah. in a roundabout way. Yeah, because the only people that really thought anything weird about area 51 out there were people that lived in the area and kind of saw 
shit being tested out there. Yeah, until this guy went public in, what was it, 1989? Yeah. Like, Area 51 was not a household term. People didn't know what it was. Right. But what's crazy is, though, like, now everyone knows what Area 51 is. Oh, it's synonymous has with it, government cover-ups right. and aliens. And, but has anyone actually heard of Bob Lazar? Oh, yeah. I mean, well... S- but you, but know, you know what I mean? Like aficionados. The, the majority of people don't know who Bob Lazar is. Yeah, I mean, I would... Assume the not. vast majority of yeah. people, I would say. So they've heard of Area 51. They just don't know why they've heard of Area 51. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that makes Gonna sense. Gonna learn today. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, have you pulled your cock out of Matt Damon's asshole? Are we ready to go? <laughs> Matt Damon's my husband, first of all. Please don't speak about him that way. Also, he is the man. <laughs> like you guys were saying, to... to actually talk about Area 51, you got to talk about Bob Lazar since he made this a household name. Bob was born January 26, 1959, and he is currently the owner of United Nuclear Scientific Equipment and Supplies. Unsess. Yeah, if it was a UFO thing, it would They had great. to have something cool. He's still in that field, though, and it's not cool. Unsess. Well, that's lame. Bob, is he's not a fan of the UFO things. We'll kind of get into that a little bit later. He's just a regular scientist these days. Okay. Yes. All right. Up in Michigan, right? Is he in Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most famously, Bob is known as a whistleblower who exposed Area 51 and more specifically, a secret government facility called S4. Sounds like the name of a real shitty early 2000s like boy band. S4. S4. <laughs> Debuting on TRL, the brand new video by S4. Here's In Our Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So in uh, in May of 1989, Bob did an interview with George Knapp on Las Vegas TV station KLAS under the fake name Dennis. And we remember George from our Skinwalker Ranch yeah. uh, show because he was a big part of that story. Yeah, this is kind of where George Knapp first got into all this stuff. Yeah. He's a big reporter in Vegas, right? Right, like an investigative guy. And he went out to the ranch. Uh, multiple times, yeah, he had gone out there. And he wrote, co-wrote the book. That's right. That's okay. Yeah. I'm remembering for trivia. <laughs> Bob did this initial interview because he felt that the public should know that the government was testing and, and trying to reverse engineer alien technology at this S4 facility. He said that um, that S4 was adjacent to Papoose Lake, which is located just south of Area 51 at Groom Lake. So those are both like just dried up lakes out in the out in the desert. You're not going to find an actual lake out there. No, they're yeah. just all dried up. So he wasn't in Area 51 even. Right. He said a couple that, miles down the road. Yeah, he said there is no alien stuff at Area 51. Right. So it's all at S4. But he had been to Area 51, allegedly, or no? No. No, he so was So he only knew there. that from what he learned with S- at S4. Right, because Area 51 is like just right over the... Mm-hmm. Right. Right in that area. Like we said, no one had ever even heard of Area 51 prior to this. Right. Most people, anyway. I think Roswell is what people thought of when they thought of aliens and UFOs, yeah, oh, right? Yeah, Not yeah. Area 51. No. Roswell episode in the archives. <laughs> <laughs> so after his initial interview with George Knapp, Bob did another one in November of 1989, but this time he showed his face and used his real name. 
He claimed that he uh, he was now using his real identity as, as an insurance policy due to death threats that he had been receiving because of his first interview. Hmm. The guy's both credible and suspicious at the same time. He's, he comes off as very credible. Right. But at the same time, I also find him... None of his story like adds up. It doesn't add up. He has the answers, yes. but can't show his work. He might be like one of those savants who's just making stories up, but he's so smart, he can just tell stories and they're believable. But then something actually comes out to be true. Yeah, it's very strange, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird story. Yeah, for sure. So Bob claims that he earned a master's degree in physics from MIT and a master's degree in electronic technology from Caltech. Um, but there are no records of him ever attending these schools, and we'll we'll dig into that later. He says that while he was at Caltech, he attended a lecture by famous physicist Edward Teller, who was one of the men to work on the first uh, nuclear bomb. Is he from Penn and Teller fame? No, he's know. not. So oh. I, was <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, Ian's might actually say no, yes to this. Sorry, that's not the same guy. <laughs> there are what I'm. I'm Magician act? Yeah. But like comedy? Well, they show you how they do the joke. So they yeah. bust the joke open. That's right. Or bust the magic trick open. Yeah. And they're atheists too. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he said that Edward Teller had happened to read a local newspaper that featured Bob for a jet engine that he had built onto the back of his car. Teller told Bob to send over his resume, which resulted in Bob being hired at Los Alamos National Laboratory. And then shortly after this, he says that he was recruited to work at the S-4 facility to work on Project Galileo. Well, sort of a meteoric rise, I guess. I don't know. Are we questioning whether he actually went to Caltech and MIT? Well, yeah, we can get into the debunking at the end here with, with some of the stuff, some of his claims. Like he might be a possible faker. What did you hear my introduction, Dave? So what's that called when when you uh, when you imitate a military person? It's stolen valor. Is there a term for stealing your academic credentials that you really didn't earn? I don't know. Huh? A liar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I drank my way through college and got a degree. Did I steal that? Probably. <laughs> C's get degrees, right? <laughs> I am living proof. <laughs> I still don't recall ever saying that. That's just such a cheesy thing to say. Apparently, it'll be on my grave. It'll be on my gravestone, <laughs> right underneath. Bo 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 bonus. <laughs> according, like we said before, according to Bob, there's no alien technology at Area 51. S4 is where this stuff is all located. He says that S4 consists of nine hangars that are built into the side of a mountain near Papoose Lake. Inside this facility, Bob said that uh, after the security checks. There is some office space and some laboratories, but he can't really give a full description because employees only had clearance to be where they were supposed to be. So you couldn't freely walk around S4, which would make sense that they would compartmentalize this stuff. Oh, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Does the government acknowledge the existence of S4? No. Okay. And isn't that also like the H.H. Holmes method where when he was having his house built, he hired and fired different contractors so that they never actually knew the full house. Yeah. Well, you give all these people just different clearance of different things. They never actually know the whole story. You're just given parts of the story. Right. No one ever had a complete set of blueprints. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It absolutely Mm -hmm. does. He said that he, um, 
He was told that he was hired at S4 to replace one of two scientists who had been killed trying to reverse engineer one of these uh, alien crafts. <laughs> they tell you that on your first day? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's in the introduction journal from HR. <laughs> like, here's what we're working on. Here's Don't all blow the secrets on how up. to do it. Yeah. These scientists had cut open a working reactor on this craft, and it exploded, killing both of them. Bob said this happened at a Nevada test site and was passed off as an unannounced nuke test. Well, that's a big explosion, man. Yeah. Shit. Other news reports uh, on this? That's the other thing, though. Like, how far away from civilization are they? Can they get away with just saying it was a nuke test and really nobody sees or feels anything? Well, I, I know. guess in general, like, how often are people, even now, seeing or hearing things at things in, in quotes at Area 51? Is that happening ever? Are people alleging to hear and see stuff that we know I, yeah, of? Yeah, I mean, they're always testing shit out there. But are people, like citizens, yeah, seeing yeah. and hearing things? Yeah. You can park and camp right you know, right off of the, the, the border of Area 51 and watch experimental aircraft flying all over the place. Sure. So at this time, though, when, they didn't, when no one really knew that either of these places existed, was anyone close enough that they could just get away with saying, oh, it was a, it was a nuke testing... You know, no big deal. Were were there people nearby that were were questioning this, or did no one really even know? Yeah, I mean, there's loss. There are some lawsuits from people that had previously worked at Area 51. Some people that were close in the area regarding like these new like nuke tests and yeah. shit that they were doing out there. I mean, it's only 50 miles north of Vegas. If it's <laughs> an actual nuclear explosion, I think. Yeah. Well, right, a but they could pass it off. As, see it. They could probably pass it off as well. It was like a minor explosion. It wasn't a full I guess, thing. Yeah, like fifty miles away, you'll, you're not going to hear it. I mean, they could they could probably swerve that however they wanted. Yeah, it, what what Bob said um, in one of his interviews was that it wasn't like a a full blown like nuclear bomb. It was like a, I can't remember the term he used for it, but it would be something smaller. All right. All right. Once hired, he was to sit in a room and read through about 120 briefings on what had, what was going on there. According to these briefings, the alien crafts come from a planet in the Zeta Reticuli star system. Which is the map Betty Hill drew, correct? Yep. That's where they came from. That's Fuck be- if I know. That's Betty Hill's star map. Is that yeah. a reticuli? Well, I think she was just mapping out where her dealers were and happened to draw... <laughs> A galaxy. <laughs> that's just completely offensive. My sources tell me that that's what it was. <laughs> Betty never. We didn't even know what Zeta Reticuli was at the time. So undiscovered uh, star system when Betty drew the map. How do you explain that? Allegedly drew the map. Well, but who drew it? We then? have it. I what don't do you mean? <laughs> who drew it? She didn't draw it. Then the aliens. There's no drew video it. evidence of her drawing a map. Well, we have it though. Okay. He was also shown a couple autopsy photos of these aliens, which he said looked like the classic gray. Is this related to the alien autopsy that we saw on Fox uh, 20 years ago? <laughs> it could be. George Knapp does the does the uh, the narration for that. I think we does talk- he really? I, I'm 99 sure. It's Don't great. we talk about this in every episode? We mention a classic gray. Classic gray. Because we talk about that, and then I mentioned when they did the pro wrestling secrets revealed, just like they did the magic secrets revealed, yeah. and all those corny. Mm-hmm. Corny ass Fox shows. Remember when they Same did thing. when they did the Guinness World Record show? Do you guys remember that? Chris Collinsworth hosted it. No. Yeah, vaguely. I used to love that show as a kid. 
they would have people on and they'd try to break the world record for whatever stupid thing it was. Lady just broke the Guinness record for eating mayonnaise the other day, like three big jars of mayonnaise <laughs> in three minutes. Did you see that? Uh, no. It's a lot of fucking mayo. <laughs> God damn, right. Three, like the, like the big gallon jug. I things? can't remember how much it was, but it was three oh. some sort of size uh, jugs of mayo. I would feel greasy. Three minutes. She was going to town. How on is that, that physical? Look like a bukkake party. There was <laughs> the mayo everywhere. <laughs> I feel like you might have just made all that up for that joke, <laughs> and that this actually never happened. That joke just popped into my head, but the the mayo eating uh, record world <laughs> world record was true. All right. I'll, I'll try to beat it live on air one day. Give <laughs> me they, four jugs <laughs> in three minutes. But they passed the alien autopsy off as real. At the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can go on YouTube now and watch the guys that made it, like, do a video on how they, how they faked everything. Right. But they, they passed that off as real on the broadcast. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, it's on Netflix. Slicing them open. WWE fucking... does that every Monday night, and they've been pretty successful. <laughs> so he said that um, that one photograph showed this being with a standard opt- autopsy incision down its torso. And then the other photograph showed what he said looked like a heart. So he said, like, you could see chambers in it and stuff. This is probably what they based that alien autopsy video on, right? His story. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Sounds, it's a lot, it's really similar. He was also briefed on the fact that these aliens have helped guide humans through history for about the past 10,000 years. But Ian, the world, the Earth's only sixty five hundred years old according to the Bible. That's right. How does that jive? Yeah, I. Uh, Are you saying the Bible's wrong? I am. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> We're saying that the Bible's wrong and Bob Lazar is the truth. That aliens helped us out. Well, you said it, not me. So it, it, he's all saying this in that nineteen eighty nine interview. Is that like we're getting yeah, yeah, all this yeah. from right now? Yeah. Well, and he's told this story numerous times mm. over the years. Nothing. But this is when it originated, was in that interview in 1989. Yeah. The Dennis interview is funny. He's just sitting in a news van somewhere they black out his face. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Dennis. He, he said he never saw an alive alien at S4, but he did say that their nickname around the facility was the kids. So there were alive aliens. From what he was told, at one point there there were, and they he were never saw the them. Though. He never saw them. He didn't have that clearance to that part of the building. Well, they weren't there when he was there. So oh, they weren't there. I just right. thought he couldn't get to where they no, were. Okay. No, no. He but he said the that, kids. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, at one point they were there, but not they were. It was before. I think he said in the seventies, like oh, late seventies. Okay. He's ten years past. Bob said that he received majestic clearance, which majestic twelve is something we're gonna. That I want to do soon. But according to Bob, Majestic Clearance was 38 levels above Q Clearance. And he said that Q Clearance is considered civilian top secret clearance. So Q Clearance is civilian top secret clearance. Right. He's 38 levels above that. Which is military clearance, you have to assume, right? So it would be higher than that. I yeah. didn't mean it would be. That just seems a bit high for an individual to just be thrown into that like that that quickly well who was just tired right? that's all, i'm just asking i'm just all, i'm just saying that's a little fishy at this point i think okay so the the first disc shaped uh craft that bob saw was on his second or third day at uh at s4 he said he arrived for work and one of the nine hangers was open and outside was parked this this disc shaped craft bob said 
once he was able to get inside this craft, he immediately knew that it was uh, highly advanced technology that we couldn't have made. And he said it like it, that it barely fit a person in there, that it was made for someone. Classic Grace. Right, really small. So the entire disc was tiny? No, the inside, like the cockpit. The cockpit area. was tiny. The disc was big. Yeah, he said relic. it was like 50 feet in diameter or something like that. But the cockpit was just this tiny little thing. Right, it was small inside there. But so he's suggesting he can just walk around and get in this craft and no one's watching him. There's no one's guarding this craft. Well, he got in. So what I'm saying about him getting in is when he was um, actually working on what he says when he was actually. Oh, he was assigned. Okay. When he was working on this whole back engineering aspect of it. So he wasn't just walking by and said, hey, well, I'm going to hop in here. No, no. What, what he was saying was the first time he ever laid eyes on one, he happened to be walking by and they had the, the garage open or whatever. Yeah. Right. right. But that wasn't the time he just walked up and got into it due to do no, mind no. his own business. Yeah, no. He uh, he only, according to Bob, the only time he was inside of them when, was when he was actually working right. on the one. He said he d- didn't have clearance to to do anything to he said they had a, a total of nine there and he was only allowed to touch the one that he was given clearance to touch he wasn't allowed to do anything with the other ones He's trying to assess the credibility aspect here i don't blame you he said that the uh the craft operated using a quote gravity wave um using gravity similar to how gravity on earth works however the craft uses generated gravity to push against earth's gravity making it able to fly. I don't know that that's a real thing. Well, of course, gravity's not real. Fucking flat earth, motherfucker. <laughs> so this story's over. Let's just stop the conversation because now you're offending everybody. Gravity. Get the fuck out of here with gravity. It's just a theory, right? It's a stupid theory made up by dumbasses. The earth is flat as God intended it to be. There's ice caps at the end so you don't fall off. Yep. And John Snow's up there. No one knows the fuck that is. None of our listeners know who that is. Everyone out there, apparently it's a game of reference joke or game of game of reference. <laughs> yeah, game it's a game of, of reference. Game of Thrones reference for those of us that can't watch the show. We can't afford HBO like these these freaking bougie ass guys over here. So Bob said that this uh, this craft had three gravity amplifiers on the bottom of it. So think of a a UFO, and then there's like just these three. Um, I don't know what I want to say. Amplifiers. <laughs> <laughs> so there's these three. Yeah. So there's these three mm-hmm. amplifiers on the bottom, and they amplify. <laughs> <laughs> so to sit and hover, the only the middle one would be on, pushing the craft up against Earth's gravity. And then the second and third amplifiers shift outwards, which would make it fly through the air. So if it wanted to go to my right, the left one would come out and And push push it. it. Yeah. Okay. So how I heard Bob in a video describe this is if you put a bowling ball in the middle of your bed and then push down on your mattress in front of you, the ball will move forward. So what this technology did was uh, manipulate, you know space and time in front of the craft to make it move like that right in that it it, gener- it makes sense that's so interesting guess, theory it's, yeah it's it's hard to believe that that's possible yeah well I mean, in all fairness if they're if ufos are real like this then it would have to be something impossible yeah 
You well, know what I mean? This, yeah. According to him, this was technology that was beyond all of us, right? Like beyond anything he had seen on Earth. He said it was not possible for this technology to be created on this planet. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's impossible to create gravity. Yeah. And that's what his main claim is. You can't create is. something that doesn't exist. Well, <laughs> well there's that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because that's what this, the main aspect of how this thing flies around would is it uses gravity, so... Its own gravity, and that's impossible. So it's making its own gravity, right? Yeah. Bob said that the only uh, test flight that he witnessed was one evening when the sun was starting to set. He said that the craft silently rose from the ground, giving off some blue light at the bottom, and that this blue light faded away about thirty feet into the air. He said it was like a, it looked like an energy thing. Like it wasn't, it didn't have a light on the bottom of it. It was like a blue light created from it coming off the ground. Uh Um, He said the craft uh, hovered briefly to the right and then to the left and then was parked back onto the ground. That's an eyewitness account. So if you believe this guy, I mean... And like we said, he That's is nuts. very credible. He is He's, a credible he comes eyewitness. off as very credible. He comes off as credible. Very credible. And we'll get to the credibility in a minute here, but... So like we said before, because it's impossible for something to just create gravity like that, Bob said that these crafts were powered by Element 115 Muscovium, which at the time of Bob's interview, it was not public knowledge for this element to have existed. Bob said that Element 115 that powered these crafts occurred naturally, which meant it had to come from another planet. Because element 115 was synthesized by humans. Well, it did not occur naturally. No, he his says he said it occurred naturally in his interview. What does that mean? If it occurred naturally, why did it have to come from another planet? Because it's not possible to be made naturally on this planet. So this is we, an outlandish oh, I claim. Say. We it wasn't think, synthesized on Earth. So. Yeah, it right. was a right. natural element, but not from here. Okay. Right. So it was, we synthesized it in 2003, and it was by a team of Russian and American scientists. Bob said that at the time of his employment at S4, the government had 500 pounds of element 115, but he didn't know where it came from, if it came from the nine crafts at S4, or it was given to us by these aliens. Or how long they had stored it, right? Right, yeah. Could it be from Roswell? Like that crash way back then? No, because that was a weather balloon. (laughs) Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's it's it, this this throws a big big wrench in the story because there really isn't any reason. How that, would he know that? That Bob should have known that Element One Fifteen existed at this time because we didn't. It so wasn't this is a made. check mark in the column for Bob telling the truth. Yeah, because it because wasn't, and we haven't gotten to like the debunkers yet. Right. So right now he's he's up. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the big thing with his whole story. That's like he's saying shit that has come out and proven to be true. Fifteen right. years Yet later, nothing adds up to him being in this position, which we'll we'll talk about. It's a conundrum. Yep. Did he know someone? Did he sleep with someone? Did he steal something? Uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into we'll it. get to that at the end. Uh, Bob also had alluded to the fact that he took some of Element One Fifteen out of S Four to keep for himself. Which is also speculated to be the reasoning for an FBI raid conducted on his business years later. Um, and we'll get into that at the end. But a- actually, he was raided a couple times by the FBI over the years. His business, which was a legit business. Yeah. Yeah. He sells like um, 
like chemistry like chemistry components for things and maybe you should not allude to stealing <laughs> government element 115 well, during your employment probably yeah. also would be smart one of the later interviews i saw with him he kind of seemed like he learned his lesson with saying saying shit like that because they asked him about one asked him if he took 115 out and he was just like no comment like he, he, Smart, immediately, he right. immediately shut that down like my well, you already what? admitted it first of all <laughs> right. he's like what I, yeah what's what's 115 <laughs> never heard of it so Bob, that sound like chris rock <laughs> i don't know what i was doing there. sorry <laughs> <laughs> sound like michael scott doing chris rock <laughs> Bob had heard that Wednesday evenings were the best times to uh, witness test flights of these crafts. So he decided to take some friends out to the desert and watch some of these tests. And there's there's video from this. He has video yeah. to produce of of these uh, these tests because not the brightest idea. But yeah, he took in his friends and, and it was and, not take your friends to work day. No, so he, he had <laughs> the date wrong here and especially take a video <laughs> camera with yeah. you. Yeah. But he wasn't at work, right? No, they were like they way were off site somewhere. Yeah. And he just thought he was just going to roll up and, and sit back and have some beers and watch some UFO flights. Yeah. No, 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 not today. No, because yeah, they were caught and, uh, and he was deep debriefed at Indian Springs air force base and that's where his employment at S4 ended. All of, Allegedly. Like a, week, Allegedly. a week later after it began. Uh, it wasn't very long. Yeah, he did not work there very long. But he seems, Allegedly didn't work yeah. there very long. But he seems to have had access to vast amounts of uh, alien technology during his brief tenure at a top secret government air base. Yes. Which is a little suspicious. I would agree. That's suspicion number one. Correct. Yet things he's saying like prove to be right. Uh, yeah, because one fifth the element one fifteen, and then um, I, I don't mean to jump ahead. I don't. Yeah, know if, yeah, we'll get to it. Sorry. We'll add up the check marks later. Yeah, we'll we'll let Ian. We'll be too drunk by then to add those up. <laughs> Bob said that due to the publicity and negativity from him coming out with this information, he wishes that he would have never said anything and just worked on the project as he was told to and wouldn't have done any of this well yeah now you got fucking the big brother down your back every day not even that you got ufo people which is probably worse coming out they were like camping on his front lawn and shit so you when you control gravity you, <laughs> you control, control the world things <laughs> so how long after he got fired like, was motherfucker, this motherfucker you think you're gonna get an erection <laughs> no you ain't gravity's taking that some bitch down good luck with the lady folk mr lazar Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I thought you were done. I apologize for interrupting your bit there. Completely cut you off. Your wiener bit. I didn't know you were going anywhere with that. I didn't know I was either. It just kind of came naturally. <laughs> no, I was going to ask how long after this termination from S4 was this Dennis interview um, with George Knapp? Shortly after. So he didn't waste much time. Not, not a lot, no. Disgruntled employee. Seems like it. A little bit. Could be, yeah. So some of the legal issues that Bob had during this time was in 1990, he was arrested for aiding and abetting a prostitution <laughs> ring. Oh, Jesus, Bob. We were starting to get on your side. Uh, He's out here fucking running around with Gary Ridgway. These these charges were reduced to uh, felony pandering, in which he pled guilty 
and even during this trial and stuff under oath, he still said that he worked for or graduated from MIT. He didn't change anything yeah. about his story about himself and under it, oath. If you look at the documentary, that's why George Knapp believes him. He's like, if there was any time for him to admit he was lying, this would be the time because the probation department and yeah. they were not happy because they couldn't also not substantiate these these claims of MIT and Caltech. And they recommended he go to prison. Yeah. So and he stuck to it. He's like, nope, I went to MIT, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. God damn. But also So he's all in on this. He's all in. He's all he's in. He's never changed his story. But also the bunny ranch is out in Vegas. So why not just go up to the bunny ranch? Why get involved in uh some prostitution, right? Why are you trying to make it yourself? Yeah. Did I ever tell you my story about the bunny ranch girls? I'm interested to hear it. <laughs> So the bunny ranch is that that Dennis Hoff guy. You remember he died yes. like last year. It was more than it was a couple years ago. I think that was like five years. I believe ago. he was running for Congress and he won yes. as a as a corpse. Yes. <laughs> After he died, he won. Yeah. So that Air Force Amy, her name's Air Force Amy. <laughs> okay. How do you know this? I just know stuff. She used to be on Howard Stern all the time. Oh, okay. So I had a I had won a trip to the Howard Stern live show at the Hard Rock in Vegas like a long time ago. So I was backstage watching Howard's live broadcast and Air Force Amy, who's like six feet, two inches tall with a big cowboy hat on, walks right in front of me backstage and stands in front of me. <laughs> I'm trying to watch Howard, Miss, the Miss Howard Stern pageant. I'm like, Air Force Amy, can you get out of my way? You said that. I said, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> so, excuse me, ma'am. If you don't mind, would you please step aside just a little? But Dennis Hoff was back there, too, getting interviewed by somebody. But this uh, really? this Air Force name, he was standing right in front of me, blocking my view to the original Miss Howard Stern pageant. I was there backstage. So, fuck off, Air Force Amy. You blocked my view. Well, God rest her soul now. I think she's still working at the Bunny Ranch. I just made that up. I don't know if she's like, dead. I think she's like 60 years old at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> so old now, though. She's, her spine's bent and she's now she's only six foot. <laughs> still gives a mean blowjob, though, I'm, I've heard. I'm sure. I wouldn't doubt it. He can get us back on track somehow or another. It's probably like 30 bucks now, right? <laughs> yeah, but with airfare and hotel, like, come on, you're looking at like a grand. But you can drive by Art Bell's house while you're out there. Make well, a pilgrimage. Oh, see now, Art's house. Go to the Bunny Ranch. Now we're talking. It's in the kingdom of Nye. Save the blowjob. Save the blowjob from the 75-year-old Amazon. I'm just go to Art Bell's station. <laughs> All right, that was a derail. Sorry, but that's my Bunny Ranch story. Usually it's me that takes us on those <laughs> shitty-ass derails this time of the stage. So for, for Bob pleading guilty to... Uh, to the to the felony pandering charges, he was ordered to do 150 hours of community service and stay away from brothels and undergo uh, psychotherapy. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I mean, don't 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 set up a prostitution <laughs> ring. I guess <laughs> psychotherapy. I guess it should be a given that you can't just do that on your own. But of all the people we've covered on this show. This is the one guy who gets sent to psychotherapy. Meanwhile, right. everybody else we've covered <laughs> should have been sent to psychotherapy. Ed Gein, no psychotherapy. No. <laughs> but Bob Lazar, you and the, you wanting to have sex and setting up a sex ring, psychotherapy. <laughs> so during the filming of this, the recent Netflix documentary about Bob, uh, it's shown that his business gets raided by the FBI. 
in the documentary, according to Bob, they raided him for information regarding a customer that bought potentially toxic materials. Bob said in the documentary, Bob says that if that's all they wanted, they could have just called him. They didn't need to roll in there and just raid the place. I guess it was real dramatic how they did it. Yeah. Did you like that movie? I can live. The documentary, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I was like, wait, there's a movie about this? Sorry, the documentary. I can live without Jeremy Corbell. I also can live without him. And he needs like the Ken Burns masterclass on how to docu- how to make documentary films. I, I he there I like them because there's not a lot of uh him? Yeah. Y- yep. <clears throat> there's not a lot of good quality. We need to send no. him some beer Like the guy narrating it's like yeah motherfucker. <laughs> Sometimes you see alien. It's like this weird old yeah. It's just a, it's an odd format to put a documentary in. Like they're interviewing George Knapp in a pool room. So he's like, "Ah, George, George." So he's <laughs> echoing the whole time. <laughs> like the guy doesn't seem to know how to make documentary films. It uh, they're good for alien documentaries. Yeah, I mean, UFO documentaries are usually pretty shitty. So, yeah. Um he interjects himself a lot. Yeah, he does. He does. He, that's what I don't like. I'm like, dude, I don't I don't want to see you. He's like cool guy. Yeah, he is. You can tell looking at his fucking picture, he's a douchebag. Yeah. It's like all a I got a cut in me sit on my couch petting my dog looking <laughs> pondering whether Bob's telling the truth or not stroking my beard petting my dog it's, yeah. right. it's, it's accurate I mean, it's what happened like alright I'm tired of looking at you dude and it's his documentary he makes them and he mm. puts some fucking himself in oh, them. all in them what a t- oh yeah he did the skinwalker one too yeah he's all in the skinwalker one he does guy, another one on that. um Oh, fuck. The, uh... Douchebaggery? The guy that does all the, um... The alien transplant... Or takes out the alien implants that died. That doctor. John Lear? Oh, I don't even know if I know that. Yeah. He did a documentary on him. Hmm. It was good, but again, he's all in the documentary being... He's got a cool beard. I'll give him that. It was a nice beard. I like the beard. Send him some beardology. (laughs) Yeah. Other than the beard, I had enough of the guy. Yeah. Remember that scene in Independence Day where Will Smith shoots down the uh, UFO and then when he lands, he runs over to it and opens it and the alien's still alive and he punches it and he goes, welcome to planet Earth. I do. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's fucking badass. Man. <laughs> it's a badass scene. The things this story reminds you of. Mm-hmm. That's my only knowledge. <laughs> Coming into doing Necronomapod, my only knowledge of aliens was Independence Day and Men in Black. My Men in Black, not Ian's Men in Black. Not West Virginia uh, Mothman Men in Black? <laughs> no, but also Mothman available in the archives. Great episode. Two-parter. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Chief Cornstalk. <laughs> so this uh, the documentary alludes to the fact that the FBI could have been there looking for element 115. There's FBI documents and police reports that the raid actually did happen, um, but they were investigating someone that had bought thallium from Bob, and that's often used to poison people because it's tasteless and it's tasteless and odorless. So it's a good poison to use. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that um, when you're selling things like this. 
I think the FBI would be involved because of potential like counterterrorism kind of stuff. Absolutely. You know, so I don't really see it being out of the scope for the FBI to roll in there and but do that. But to raid him like that, as opposed to just like, why not? Why wouldn't the FBI well, set up like a friendly relationship with him and be like, hey, you're selling stuff that we're going to need to investigate? You don't see the raid. Jeremy Corbell just tells you that there was a raid. True. You don't see the actual raid or okay. anything. Might have been one agent just following up, asking questions. It very well could be. <laughs> yeah. They fucking raided us, man. <laughs> Blitzkrieg with all these goddamn questions. So, like we said, I mean, Bob is comes off as extremely credible. He knows some shit that he shouldn't know. Uh, like with the one, the element one fifteen. Uh, we didn't talk about the hand scanner, but he said that there's a um, a scanner that would be used to like almost like a fingerprint thing, but it scanned the bones in your hand to make sure it was you. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. And that was like everybody laughed at him when he was talking about that, but it's real. That is a real thing that came out years later. So those are like the two big things. That's like how, wh- why do you know that? You know, mm-hmm. it's weird. Another cool thing in the movie is a video of Bob shooting an Uzi out in the desert. Mm. I think I vaguely remember that. <laughs> Isn't it the last episode of The Office, Dwight's bachelor party, where Jim sets up that he can shoot an Uzi? Remember? I think so. Gutenkrog. Yeah. Only good surprises. <laughs> <laughs> and and the uh and Dwight gets to shoot the Uzi off. Gosh, Do I don't even remember it's the, that. It's it's in the early part of the last episode. Hmm. Because it's when they do like the one year follow up and it's Dwight's wedding with Angela and Jim's the bestest mensch. Yeah. <laughs> so he sets up the bachelor party and it's it's all good surprises for Dwight and he gets to shoot the uh, Uzi. Remember that's when Moe's kidnap, kidnaps Angela and locks him in the back of his car. <laughs> Moe's cracks me up. Moe's is great. You know, Bob, like we said, Bob's credible. We talked about the things that you shouldn't know. Now we can get into some of the debunking of Bob's claims. The debunking that I took for research, it all comes from Stanton Friedman. Um, there's a lot of, there's other scientists out there that, that go against this stuff, but it's way over my fucking head. I mean, it's real, a lot of physics getting being mm. talked about that I'm like, yeah. You've already confused me just saying the word physics. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the biggest issue with Bob's claims is that there's never been any evidence put forth to prove any of this. He's never produced uh, a diploma, any resumes, transcripts, no thesis papers, or any yearbook photos from MIT or Caltech. There's nothing. There's no documentation. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing. He also claimed to briefly go to California State University and Pierce Junior College. California State has no record of Bob, and Pierce said that he had taken some electronics courses in the late 70s. Not a lot to go on there. Old Bobby. A lot of people that, that believe this story say that the government just wiped his records of everything. And the proof that they that they point to with this is that there's a page from the uh, Los Alamos National Lab phone book that has Bob's name in it. In the, in the, in the, in the, doc, in the documentary, though, there is a newspaper clipping that shows a picture of Bob and it says Cal- or, uh, Los Alamos laboratory scientist and it has a picture of him. Yeah. See that? It's fishy though. Like I I would think graduating from MIT might be a big, you know, milestone in your life and he can't remember nor does he have proof of when he graduated from MIT. And they have no record of it. And they have no record of it. Right. 
four different schools or three of the four have no record of him. Right. That's fishy. Well, Stanton Friedman, uh, this phone book thing is like the smoking gun for people that believe in it. But Why? Because Los Alamos said that he never worked there, that he was not an employee of Los Alamos. And then they found him in the phone book. Mm-hmm. Right. But what Stanton Friedman points out is that these phone books also include people that work for outside contractors. He specifically points out an electrical contractor, Kirk Meyer. All the phone book really proves is that Bob at some point was working for Kirk Meyer as a, you know, for that contractor. Mm. Like I said, Los Los Alamos says that he never worked for them. There's no record of employment. He was the contractor. Right. Yeah. Bob can't put a specific year on when he graduated MIT, like you were saying. He just mm. says it was sometime around 1982. That's yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. that, that's ridiculous. When asked about any of his professors, he says he can't remember their names except except for one, Dr. Bill Duxler. He said he knew Dox, Dr. Duxler from Caltech, but this Dr. Duxler never taught at Caltech. He taught at Pierce Junior College. And it's been proven that Bob was enrolled in one of Dr. Duxler's courses at Pierce while he was supposedly attending MIT. That's all kinds of weird. Pierce is out in California. It's two separate sides of the country. But so do we think he was just a really smart guy that just never, you know, maybe he didn't do good in school, which happens. But he just talked his way into Los Alamos because he was a really smart guy and he knew his stuff. But I don't think one negates the other necessarily. Like, I think did. a lot of people lie into their jobs. Okay, yeah. maybe. I, I, I don't I'll know. I'll have to think about it some more. <laughs> well, as far as being not great in school, uh, Bob graduated in the bottom third of his class in, in high school, and he did not graduate with the rest of his class, so you would assume summer school of some sort. Yeah, see, I don't think that means anything, though. But MIT. Well, it means you're not getting an MIT. Yeah. If you're in the bottom third of your class. Right. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's not a smart guy who no, knows science. No, no. It means maybe he knows a I lot about science and he failed gym class yeah. and had to no make it up to grad. No one fails gym class. Come on. Some nerds fail gym class. <laughs> well, it's just debunking his MIT and right. Caltech claims. I think those claims are suspicious, but I, I'm not suspicious. sure. Suspicious? <laughs> I'm just not sure one negates the other. And maybe he's well, embarrassed well, to admit that... I he, think the claims of MIT and Caltech are completely false i i think i agree with that i'm not saying they, that that has anything to do with anything else he did yeah. but i do not believe he has a master's degree in physics from mit as he claims well mit also requires a thesis that they keep on record for masters in uh for in, every student right and they're they still no, have mine on record oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's no, i want to bore you with the details but <laughs> How Britney Spears became a superstar while not having any vocal talent, I think was your thesis, wasn't it? No, because she is the greatest female vocalist of all time. So I didn't have to defend Mm. that. I'm not going to bore you guys the details of my thesis. It was pretty in-depth with like uh, neuroscience and physics. And I blended them in a way that no one had ever done before. (laughs) Really? No big deal. Got a B B plus. Ace the course. I don't think All right, Dr. Mike, nice. <laughs> but there is no thesis at MIT from Bob. No. Also, going against his education claims, and I'm just, this is Stan Friedman. I don't really know 
how this all works with physicists and, and things like that for schooling, but that Caltech does not accept students that already have a master's from somewhere like MIT. I think Stan would know. He Stan's a real scientist. Well, we've made it very yes. clear on this show. He's we a real physicist. We don't question Stanton Friedman on this show. No. He is the be-all, end-all. One of them, yes. One of <laughs> <laughs> He has bona fide credentials. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding, though. When it comes to Stan Friedman, <laughs> right. you know, he's pretty legit. All right, so I think we clearly debunk this guy's academic credentials. I don't disagree yeah. with that. So at this, are we well, still too? So we're going to wait to the end. To yeah. Okay. Well, because like we said, Stanton is legit. He really did have top secret clearance on nuclear projects. That's where Stanton Friedman flipped and started believing in UFOs was from his top secret clearance on on some of these nuclear projects that he was working on. And another smoking gun that people like to point to is there's a W two out there from the, the Department of Naval Intelligence for Bob, but it totals just under $1,000, which according to Stan Friedman would be around a week's pay for a scientist. And there's no way that Bob would receive this high level clearance after only working for a week. What if he got hired on the day after Christmas? So his W-2 for that year only showed one week of work. Well, where's the other w two? Explain there? that. Where's yeah, the but other? then there'd be another W-2. There's only one. What? There wasn't one for the next year. Maybe the only fun, where they get this one from. Just saying a guy hired at the end of the year might not show a big, large salary for the year on his W-2. Right, but they only found one W-2. Wouldn't there be another? There'd Where'd be another, they find it? Stan Friedman. You're questioning Stan Friedman <laughs> right now, and I'm not very happy about it. I'm asking questions for the people, man. Yeah, I'm not in So I wonder how they did get his W-2. Because, I mean, that is a legit question. Like, they just, maybe he offered it up. Stanton. He's like, I don't have a diploma, maybe. but here's my W-2. Stan Friedman, man, he uh, he's pretty aggressive in his um But they did his find research. a W-2 that he worked for the Department of Naval Intelligence. Right. So this. What was Bob he doing Lazar, there? Bob Lazar did get gigs. Like, he was working. Yeah. Yeah, well, which well, I think speaks to what Dave was saying is he might not have had the education, but he could have lied himself into some jobs. Yeah, I I have I have a couple of theories about Bob. I know that, we keep te- teasing you into like the. <laughs> I know a lot of people that never went to college that are way smarter than you know a I'm lot of people saying, with their degree. No, I don't disagree with that. But I'm saying when you're alleging you have something and then you can't prove it and no one can, that hurts your credibility. It does. As opposed to just being a really smart individual who didn't go to college. I don't. I think some of the smartest people I know didn't go to college, but they're not walking around saying they have a master's degree from MIT. I I agree with that. I just think maybe at the onset when he was telling his story, he maybe tried to pump up his credibility with these MIT and Caltech, you know. Maybe so. Credentials. And then, you know, once you say it, you can't take it back because you lose all credibility. Yeah, because I think some of the stuff that came out proving to be right by him was well after the fact. So maybe if he just wouldn't have included that originally, it wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. Like if I graduated from MIT, I don't think I'm forgetting, you know, when I graduated there and I'm able to provide my... I feel like I'm walking around with a diploma in my (laughs) back pocket. Oh, I have a copy right here. Can I show it to you? (laughs) Oh, I can't pay for this bill. Here's my MIT diploma. (laughs) Motherfucker. Like I will be eating this steak comped. (laughs) Exactly. Briefly get into what we really know about Area 51. On June 25th, 2003, the CIA released an official history of the U-2 and Oxcart projects from Freedom of Information Act requests. These documents referenced Area 51 and Groom Lake, confirming that there really was 
a place named Area 51 because up until this point, up until 2013, the government had always denied that it existed. Even though you can see it from like Google. Yeah, I'm looking at it. <laughs> right. You could see aerial shots of it, but there, nope, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Where did the, the name Area 51 come from? It was um, the 51st area that they found in Nevada. Is <laughs> that what it was? <laughs> well, no. They, they think it comes from um, the Atomic Energy Commission's numbering grid. Like back when they were doing nuke tests in the 50s and stuff? Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but according to the CIA, the, the correct names for the base is Homie Airport and Groom Lake. Yeah, okay. But the name Area 51 is referenced in some of those declassified mm-hmm. documents. Do you no. think Air Force Amy's uh, <laughs> boobs glow because she's so close to there? Well, you tell us, motherfucker. You saw her. <laughs> yes, you only saw her from the back. I did, right. <laughs> <laughs> Air Force Amy, call us. <laughs> we'll do a call-in show with her. And the only other thing confirmed is that it's it's known that the base began operational service in 1942, originally as Indian Springs Air Force Auxiliary Field. The only confirmed aircraft to come out of Area 51 are the Lockheed U-2, the A-12, which is similar to the SR-71 Blackbird, the D-21 Tagboard, Lockheed Have Blue, and the Lockheed F-17 Nighthawk. And I was reading through the details on those projects, and it's all boring as fuck. So it's nothing that I felt that we, we should include in this episode because it's extremely boring shit. <laughs> Great lead in. We'll be right back. We like to drink beer. A lot of it. After a long night of drinking and talking crime and conspiracies, there's nothing that wakes us up and gets us ready to start the day better than just brew coffee. With a great selection of roast levels to choose from, you're guaranteed to find one that suits your style. Small batch roasted to highlight the unique features of each coffee bean. Just Brew Coffee caters to both casual and hardcore coffee drinkers alike. Since 2010, Just Brew Coffee has worked tirelessly to perfect the roasting process and technique, which has resulted in seriously delicious, always flavorful, and never bitter tasting coffee. If you're already drinking JBC, raise your mug. If you're not, raise your standards. Check them out in social media and remember, they roast, you just brew. Check out their new online store at youjustbrew.com and up your coffee game today. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your order of two pounds or more. So let's let's get into what we think about Bob's story here. Dave, what do you, I mean, you had the, you convinced me a little bit. I thought this was all bullshit. I thought he was bullshit and somehow said things enough that scared the government to make them release some of the information or at least admit to like area 51 let that that get out but you're right you could bullshit your way into a job yeah it happens all the time when you see bob lazar talk he's a very rational human being he clearly knows what he's talking about he clearly has a science background there's tons of pictures of him doing science experiment like not that that proves anything but But, well it proves that he's a smart educated he knows what he's talking about i'm torn with this one i don't know he's not He's not the um, who do we say Ed uh, Ed Walters, yeah, who's no. just clearly not stable mm. and making <laughs> shit up. I mean, and more than anything, I want to believe because I want to be able to believe that there's something out there besides, you know, our planet. Oh yeah. Well, I did just, God create other things, Dave? The Bible didn't say He did. 
Oh, then it must not be true, Mike. Okay. <laughs> must not be true. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> if it if his story is true, he lied his way into it. To his job. To his job, which is fine. Which we've all, is, we've which all done was it. It's fine, of course, right. That's my sticking point here. I got my first job back in the day at a convenience store because I told him I stocked shells before. Motherfucker didn't know what the shit he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that stands out to me the most with his story is the Majestic 12 stuff where he says that he had Majestic clearance. I know there's a lot of UFO people that believe in Majestic 12 and we'll do a full episode on it, but that is clearly disinformation. Okay. So if his story's true, he was shown disinformation. All of it or some of it? Everything that he says that he was briefed on reeks of disinformation. But he claims he saw this anti what's the term? Gravity. No, no. I mean the, the documents that he was briefed okay. on. Okay. But he claims to have seen the, the aircraft fly. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If everything is true mm-hmm. about what he says, the documents that he was briefed on. Okay. Was dif- was disinformation, okay. and that's plausible. It, it is kind of plausible that they would not fill him in on, like when they told him where all this stuff came from and and all this right. stuff that it would not be real. It's either that, it's either it's all true and he was shown disinformation, or he's full of shit and he's peddling disinformation with that stuff. What's his motive after all these years? I mean, because worth. 30 years out from his initial, you know, anonymous Dennis interview. What's he gaining? He's not really gaining much. He's never written a book. He's getting documentaries made about him. Does he get paid for that? I don't Probably. know. I'm, I'm sure he gets some money. That was a pretty poorly made documentary. I don't know how much <laughs> Netflix paid for that. but Was it a Netflix exclusive? I don't think so. No. I don't know. It's pretty fucking annoying. So here's my question. If he's telling the truth, did the government not... I'm sure he signed NDAs, and he claims he was threatened with being charged with, you know, espionage and other similar charges. Did the government not charge him because it would give credence to his arguments? I think there's something to that. There, that's the claim. That's why he How says... Gonna, go ahead. Well, that's go why ahead. he says that he came out with, mm-hmm. in, with his name and his face was that they would have to then like, acknowledge... Yeah. This stuff, if they wanted to do so they something, them, how do you not charge them with espionage while not also admitting that they're credible? Exactly. So they charge them, they make them a martyr, right. and they de facto admit that everything he said was true, right. or they just let them hang out there. I think they go don't more say that. anything and kind of hope this he guy, looks like a kook. Let this guy hang himself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that. I think that. I think that's what I would do. Probably, if I'm the government or I'm making those decisions. Let this guy go hang himself. Oh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. He's not one person that. out of everybody. Like, you're not going to convince everyone. Right. You're not fucking Jim Jones over here. And so if you watch the documentary, his original interviews back 30 years ago, he reminds me of Jeffrey Dahmer. He does kind of look like that. <laughs> I just picture him eating dudes when I'm, when I'm watching him talk. If I'm going to... Maybe he did eat a few dudes. That's how he got that MIT diploma. <laughs> If I'm gonna if make a um like a hard judgment on this, I would say that he is probably not telling the truth about 
any of it. And for some reason, he's putting out disinformation. For some reason, meaning not for his own personal gain, but but working for others, putting Mm. out disinformation? Right. Even after all these years? Like he could be on their payroll for 30 years? The only other person that's ever admitted to disinformation stuff is Richard Doty. Mm Mm-hmm. But I mean, we it, it's it exists. I mean, we you sure. know it, disinformation does exist. Um, that's what I think. I, I think because we can't go like get crazy in the majestic twelve and how that ties into all this different stuff. But well, we'll save that for another yeah. Episode. For we'll do a full episode on. But I I think it's all. I think he is completely full of it, and it's all just mm. more more disinformation stuff to muddy up the. The whole interest, the whole story. So the whole uh, area fifty-one craze was caused by this guy's disinformation. You think, right? So this episode, Dave is the biggest believer of the three. I'm not convinced he's lying. I didn't say that you believe the whole story, but of the three of us, I think you give him the most credibility. In the past couple of years, I think anything could happen these days. <laughs> I didn't. Well, used I wonder where that stemmed from. I did not used to think that could happen, but I I am open to anything taking place anymore. I don't necessarily disagree with you. It just was surprising to me. I, I thought Ian was going to be a little bit more of a believer on this one. I think anything's plausible anymore. Britney Spears will win a Grammy, Dave. That is not plausible. She will win a Grammy. Britney Spears cannot hold a note for two seconds. That's a hundred percent not true, and has never been proven otherwise. <laughs> I think I did it again. I made you believe we're more than just friends. Oh, baby. It- Go ahead. Sorry. Derailed us there. Don't get me going on Britney. I'll sing the whole goddamn no, discography. I think our listeners don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh I think it's disinformation. I will point out that George Knapp 100% believes in this guy's credibility. I know. He does. George Why? Knapp what, seems like a credible his, guy. What were his reasoning? Well, one of his main ones was the fact that Bob didn't, uh, under oath, he didn't cave on any of his any of his stuff. And that's a big thing. Like, when you're facing jail time, they were recommending prison time for... And they were trying to validate... His credibility. What, what he and, was saying. Yeah. He's like, nope, I went to MIT. Motherfucker! That is is big, but that doesn't seal it for me as thinking like this guy's credible. Like, I I don't know, he's just ballsy. That's how I think of it. He's a going down with the ship kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not 100% convinced, but... I'm And I'm not saying you are. I don't know. I'm just saying I did not expect you to be the closest to convinced. Actually, I always just assume it's going to be Ian that's closest to convinced. (laughs) Because he wants to believe. I'm torn on this one. I'm not sure. I mean, I wish it was. I mean, it'd be awesome if this was real, you know. Well, I, mean, I, I it would not be awesome if our federal government is just hiring individuals with no education to fucking do some top secret shit. I mean, that part I don't love. I do find it odd that, you know, he was there how long and his first week there, they're like, oh, look at the aliens. Let me watch this UFO aircraft <laughs> Come fly see around. the kids with us. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't see the kids, in all fairness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I keep saying it with the Majestic 12 thing. And it, as soon as I heard, or as soon as you hear him talk about Majestic clearance and then documentaries about him start showing the Majestic 12 papers and stuff, it's like, no, 
That that's mm. it's done right off the bat for me because there's proven disinformation that Majestic Twelve is referenced in numerous okay. times. So I think he's just just furthering muddying up this whole subject. All right. For who I don't know. I'm maybe, undecided. I mean, maybe he. It's proven that he worked for the naval intelligence at some point. So at least for a thousand bucks. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? Do you know whose opinion I'd love to hear on this? Art Bell's. I I think you're right. Do we have any knowledge of what happens if you I don't know try to breach the walls at Area 51? Dave, in fact, I think we have exclusive <laughs> Necronomapod uh, audio of what happens when you try to breach Area 51. And I only ask because next week is the planned storming of Area 51. I, I, I think there's been some off and on. I don't know if it's still on. It seems to be canceled, but I a cautionary tale. I don't know if it's a good idea to storm Area 51. And so we played this back on the Art Bell episode. Yep. And we're going to do another Art Bell episode. We know for sure we are at some point, excuse me, at some point here in the future. But we're going to play this call one more time as a cautionary tale to those of you who think it might be a good idea to uh, attack Area 51. If that warning that the that they gave not that long ago wasn't enough, that kind reminder that you will get fucked up if you yeah. do it. They'll fucking mow you down. <laughs> Like, cr- it's gonna be like the, crickets. It's going to be the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Correct. As soon as motherfuckers try to storm up into that uh, no uh, no entry zone or whatever the fuck it is, they're going to get mowed down. And Except I, you won't make it up the hill to the uh, I wonder if machine gun embankment. You'll get mowed down, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> well, I wonder if you'll hear sirens like this caller does. <laughs> Let's take a listen, shall we? Uh, again, let me tell you, Art, Answer the wild card line. My boyfriend is in a small plane north of Las Vegas, ready to fly into Area 51. He's been trying to call you by cell phone. And uh, here he is. Uh, you're on the air. Hello. Hello there. Is this Art Bell? Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, my name, uh, I won't give you my last name. For okay, uh, wait, wait a minute, sir. Hold on. The, the fax is signed by somebody named who? Jill. Jill. That is correct. So you are the one. That's my girlfriend. Uh, yes, sir. Where are you? Well, I'm up here from Fort Worth in my little airplane. It's a long sea I built myself. It's a Bird Room 10 design with the Ford Canard. I'm not sure if you know the kind. It's an experimental aircraft. You know, I'm not... that, but not anymore. No, tell me about it. What kind of airplane is it? Well, it's a long easy. It's got 120 horsepower, like homing in it, but we had it bored and stroked and fixed it up a little bit. It uh, usually flies around 140 to 160 indicated airspeed. I'm right now at 7,000 feet. You know where this place called Indian Springs is? Indian Springs, yes. Yeah. Well, I've been flying now for about 45, 49 minutes here between Beatty, is that what you call it, and Indian Springs. And I figure I'll just uh, go on up here and uh, try to get into this Area 51. I'm right south of this Nevada death site, or Dallas Air Force State. Listen. And I'm right outside this restricted zone. Listen to me. When you fly, when you fly into that zone, yeah. they are going to either force you down or shoot you down. Don't you know that? Well, you know, I've been in a lot of Air Force bases, and I've been in the Air Force for many years. I'm an ex-Air Force, but I'm just going to tell you that, you know, uh, as American citizen, we have the right to know what's up there in this Area 51. And I've been listening to you boys talk about this. Hold on here, I'm making a turn. Amen. 
the only things that stick to this gel coat I got on. This, this thing's built out of gel bar and carbon fiber. I got it dressed, AG positive, 10G snake, and it's overbuilt. I tell you what, I'm going to get down here and firm like a little frog that's been dipped on by big dogs when I get down here. In a few minutes here, I'll tell you that. Because I'm not going to... Hey, looks like there's a F-16 coming up here. I wouldn't be surprised. You're making a hey, mistake. Sam, there's somebody down there. He's got some afterburners on because I can see him. He's about five miles out. That old boy is cranking. Yes, oh. sir. And I see something opening up here on the ground. It's the... Uh, I'm pretty low now. I'm starting to pick up all kind of buildings down here. I see something here at the level with the, with the ground. And this, they're opening this thing up. There looks like something's coming up out of that. I can't tell you what it is. It must be on some kind of a... Hold on here, I gotta I got make this turn. Alright. I think this old boy's gonna head up here for me. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, he'll come be up here right directly, because he's in the F-16, sure as hell. He's coming to hold on here. I would advise you to turn your... Please, we get to I would advise you to turn on your radio. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby, we can do this now. Come on here. Hold on, this old boy's coming up here. Now he's got his lights, he's got his lights on and he's flashing me. Yeah, he's probably... Right, I'm waving at him. No radio, no radio. No radio, he don't know that. Well, if I were you, I'd turn I it on. folks are listening to Art Bell, because everybody listens to Art Bell. Well, maybe if, if you're making... I gotta get the You're making a bad calculation, because if they're not listening, you're gonna be shot down. I don't know what he's gonna do here. He's rocking his wings at me right now. This, uh, he's rocking his wings and he's cutting in front of me. And you know this, uh, oh, don't cut in front of me now. Because if he cuts that close, stay off. Stay off. He can use a vortex from his engine. I'm cutting with the engine. We're going to, just like twin tornadoes, if he gets too close, stay off, bro. Hold on there. I'm getting down on the deck. I'm going in. I'm getting down there. He ain't going to get me. Oh, that damn veteran ain't going to get me there. They didn't get me over there. They're not going to get me over here now. Looks like some kind of rail gun coming up out of that elevator. Uh, that flat uh, area over there that the doors opened up. It's got some kind of a, a weird-looking barrel on it with a light. And, uh, oh, hell, they're doing something. They're shooting at me now. Oh, God. No, baby, I'm going in. I think I'm going in. I'm not sure what we just heard. All I can tell you is I got a fax that read, Art, answer the wildcard line. My boyfriend is in a small plane north of Las Vegas and ready to fly into Area 51. He's been trying to call you by cell phone. I withheld the signature at the bottom of the fax so I could be sure that if I did get the person, I could verify it. Indeed, it was signed by Jill. Do we ever know what happened to that plane that got shot down over Area 51? Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> if, I mean, if there's not a better 
cautionary tale to not storm Area 51. I've yet to hear it. That's what will happen to you. Yep. Art Bell's a fucking man. That's so <laughs> badass. <laughs> Sir, I think you're making a mistake. <laughs> then it cuts off. He's like, huh. <laughs> well. Yeah. Huh. Art just sitting. I there. purposely withheld the signature from the bottom of the fax <laughs> until the gentleman in the plane north of Vegas confirmed the signature of his girlfriend. Meanwhile, what he's he's like chain smoking Virginia Slims or something, sitting in that like cinder block building by himself. He never had anybody work working with him no, sat by himself. No. He had no like sound guy. Like how? No, he no. ran it all himself for all his years. Did yeah. he drink? Like, I feel like you'd have to have, like, a glass of whiskey and a cigarette while you're doing that. You just smoke cigarettes yeah, the whole time. Cigarette thing. Yeah. Or in sweatpants and an alien t-shirt to work every day. <laughs> you work, what, midnight to, or 10 to 4 a.m.? <laughs> Homemade aircraft north of Vegas flying toward Area 51. You're on the air. <laughs> it's like Ian's dream job. You just take calls from random people, talk about paranormal, extraterrestrial. Yeah, that'd be fun. So also in the news, two uh, gentlemen from the Netherlands got arrested last week. I did see them. Trespassing onto Area 51 land. Really? Instead of invoking their foreign status and not you know, saying we didn't know what we were doing, they said, oh yeah, we, we knew we were going to Area 51. We can read English and we saw the warning signs. <laughs> Fucking dumbasses. Can't do so, that. You will end up in uh, yeah. federal prison real fast. The area is still active. We're dead. Yeah, we're dead. So if you're on your way out to Groom Lake for next week to uh, participate in the storming of Area 51. First, download this podcast and listen to it. Correct. Subscribe, become a patron. <laughs> and then... Second, change course, go to Carson City, Nevada, the Bunny Ranch, and fuck Air Force Amy instead. You'll have a much better time. Tell her Dave sent you 10% off. Correct. <laughs> you won't get killed. Fuck Air Force Amy instead. Actually, the Dave special is you get the fuck another girl, but then Air Force Amy comes and blocks your view the whole time <laughs> while you're fucking her. <laughs> All right. Ian, you got anything to add to uh, Bob Lazar or Area 51? No. Dave, you got nope. anything to add to this one? No. Always a fan of Area 51. Uh, this was an enlightening story for yeah, me. This I just, was really interesting. I want to yeah. believe. I want to believe. That's all I got. All right. So we we uh, mentioned we're going to give shout outs to uh, patrons uh, of the show. We're going to start going through them, um, you know, kind of we don't want to do all 40 some people at once. So uh, we'll break them down a little bit, but we'll make sure we give you all your shout outs and your thanks. Um, first one, Alina Kelly, Amanda Gaggard, Angel McCullough, Ashley Eubanks, Ashley Flott, Caleb Stone, Carolina Aguilar. Chanzareth Hong, Chelsea Wheeler, Christina, Close the Hatch, Daniel Mathewson, David Smith, Ed Battis, Emily Dodson. You guys were the first batch uh, alphabetically. Thank you very much. We appreciate your support. We are going to continue to get to the rest of you uh, each week. Uh, we promise. But thank you to you guys thus far that have signed up for Patreon. All of you guys that have signed up, we really appreciate it. It's uh, It's been pretty cool to see the support we've gotten. 
Uh, you can sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Uh, a subscription of $5 a month gets you three bonus shows per month, plus a private Discord where you can chat with all of us. Uh, pretty much nonstop is how it's proven to be. We're fucking on there all the time. Um, you'll get a discount at the merchandise store. We're going to have new shirts up in probably a few weeks. We just put in the orders for the current shirts, and uh, we'll have some more perks along the way. Ian, what shout-outs you got? Uh, for iTunes, I have Kim Fiona, Mommy and Maze, Danny Jones, uh, Chelsea Wheeler left an updated one, P. Pomo 31, Clarence, and Burkas. Thank you guys for uh, for the awesome reviews. Dave, you got anything for us on the socials? Yeah, from Instagram, Body and Swole Fitness, and from Twitter, Maggie Versace. Thank you. Boom. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Necronomapod. Again, we are at patreon.com slash Necronomapod, and you can check out our website, Necronomapod.com. We appreciate all the uh, listeners, all the support we've gotten, and uh, it's been a hell of a ride thus far, and we keep it going. All right, you guys ready for a cool down beer? (laughs) Cheers. Let's go.